Welcome to Daily Audio Bible Chronological. Today is the 15th day of December, exactly 10 days away from Christmas. Uh, Not to bring anybody panic there, just a little bit of perspective of where we're at in the calendar year. Today we're beginning a brand new book of the Bible, Colossians chapters 1 through 4. This week we're reading the voice translation. So let's jump in Colossians chapter 4. Paul, an emissary of Jesus, the anointed serving at God's pleasure, along with our brother Timothy to you, dear holy and faithful brothers and sisters in the family of the anointed who live in Colossae, may grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus, the anointed one, envelope you. As always, we've been praying for you, thanking God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed, ever since we heard of your faith in Jesus, the Anointed, and your love for his holy ones, a faith and love that emerge from the hope you have heard about in the word of truth, the gospel, the very hope that awaits you in heaven, the same gospel that was brought to you as growing and bearing fruit all over the world, just as it had been growing among you since the day you heard and took in the truth of God's grace from our beloved fellow servant, Epaphras. He is a faithful minister of the anointed on our behalf. He was the one who told us how you demonstrate your love in the power of the Spirit. Since the day we got this good news about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We ask, Father, may they clearly know your will and achieve the height and depth of spiritual wisdom and understanding. May their lives be a credit to you, Lord, and what's more, may they continue to delight you by doing every good work and growing in the true knowledge that comes from being close to you. Strengthen them with your infinite power according to your glorious might, so that they will have everything they need to hold on and endure hardship patiently and joyfully. Thank you, Father, as you have made us eligible to receive our portion of the inheritance given to all those set apart by the light. You have rescued us from dark powers and brought us safely into the kingdom of your Son, whom you love, and in whom we are redeemed and forgiven of our sins through his blood. He is the exact image of the invisible God, the firstborn of creation, the eternal. It was by him that everything was created. The heavens, the earth, all things within and upon them, all things seen and unseen, thrones and dominions, spiritual powers and authorities, every detail was crafted through his design, by his own hands, and for his purposes. He has always been. It is his hand that holds everything together. He is the head of this body, the church. He is the beginning, the first of those to be reborn from the dead, so that in every aspect, At every view, in everything, he is first. God was pleased that all his fullness should forever dwell in the Son who, as predetermined by God, bled peace into the world by his death on the cross as God's means of reconciling to himself the whole creation, all things in heaven and all things on earth. You were once at odds with God, wicked in your ways and evil in your minds, but now he has reconciled you in his body in his flesh, through his death, so that he can present you to God holy, blameless, and totally free of imperfection, as long as you stay planted in the faith. So don't venture away from what you have heard and taken to heart, the living hope of the good news that has been announced to all creation, 
under heaven and has captured me, Paul, as its servant. Now I rejoice in what I've suffered on your behalf, but even more suffering is ahead for me as I take on and complete what remains of the anointed suffering for the sake of his body, the church. I am a servant appointed by God to preach the word of God until it is known to you and all over what I am talking about is nothing less than the mystery of the ages. What was hidden for ages, generations and generations is now being revealed to his holy ones. He decided to make known to them his blessing to the nations. The glorious riches of this mystery is the indwelling of the anointed in you, the very hope of glory. We are preaching him, spreading the word to all with equal amounts of wise warning and instruction so that at the final judgment, we will be able to present everyone to the creator fully mature because of what Jesus, the anointed, our liberating king has done. This is why I continue to toil and struggle because his amazing power and energy surge within me. This battle I am facing is huge and I want you to know I do it for you, for all those at Laodicea, and for everyone else, even those who have never seen my face. I'm working hard to comfort and encourage them so that they will be knit together, that many hearts would become one through his love. I do it so they will be rich in understanding and have full knowledge of God's mystery, which is the Anointed One himself. In him all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are concealed. I only tell you this to warn you about those who would try and deceive you with their arguments. They seem plausible enough, but in the end they are false. Even though I cannot be there in the body, my spirit is with you, and I am happy to know of your good order and your solid commitment to the Anointed One, our liberating King. Now that you have welcomed the Anointed One, Jesus the Lord, into your lives, continue to journey with Him and allow Him to shape your lives. Let your roots grow down deeply in him and let him build you up on a firm foundation. Be strong in the faith, just as you were taught, and always spill over with thankfulness. Make sure no predator makes you his prey through some misleading philosophy and empty deception based on traditions fabricated by mere mortals. These are sourced in the elementary principles originating in this world and not in the anointed one, so don't let their talks capture you. You see, all that is God, all His fullness resides in His body. You too are being completed in Him, the one who has dominion over all rule, all authority. In Him you were also circumcised, set apart by a spiritual act performed without hands. The Anointed One's circumcision cut you off from the sinfulness of your flesh. You were buried with Him beneath the waters of the ceremonial washing called baptism and then were raised up with him by faith in the resurrection power of God, who brought him back from the dead. And when your flesh was still uncircumcised, dead in transgression, and swathed in its sinful nature, it was God who brought us to life with him, forgave all our sins, and eliminated the massive debt we incurred by the law that stood against us. He took it all away. He nailed it to the cross, but that's not all. He disarmed those who once ruled over us, those who had overpowered us. Like captives of war, he put them on display to the world to show his victory over them by means of the cross. So don't let anyone stand in judgment over you and dictate what you should eat or drink, what festivals you should celebrate, or how you should observe a new moon or Sabbath days. 
all these are only a shadow of what shall come. The reality, the core, the import is found in the anointed one. Don't be cheated out of the prize by others who are peddling the worship of heavenly beings and false humility. People like this run about telling whoever will listen what they claim to have seen, but in reality they testify only to an inflated mind, saturated in conceit, not in the spirit. They are detached from the very head that nourishes and connects the whole body with all of its nerves and ligaments, a body that grows by the kind of growth that can only come from God. Listen, if you have died with the Anointed One to the elemental spirits of the cosmos, then why are you submitting yourselves to its rules as if you still belonged to this world? You hear, don't handle this, don't taste that, don't even touch it. But everything they are obsessed about will eventually decay with use. These rules are just human commands and teachings. Here's what they are promoting. Fabricated religion, self-humiliation, and bodily abuse. No matter which way they try to tether their bodies, they cannot harness their desires. So it comes down to this. Since you have been raised with the Anointed One, the Liberating King, set your mind on heaven above. The Anointed is there, seated at God's right hand. Stay focused on what's above, not on earthly things, because your old life is dead and gone. Your new life is now hidden, enmeshed with the Anointed who is in God. On that day when the Anointed One, who is our very life, is revealed, you will be revealed with Him in glory. So kill your earthly impulses, lose sex, impure actions, unbridled sensuality, wicked thoughts, and greed, which is essentially idolatry. It's because of these that God's wrath is coming upon the sons and daughters of disobedience, so avoid them at all costs. These are the same things that you once pursued, and together you spawned a life of evil. But now make sure you shed such things, anger, rage, spite, slander, and abusive language. And don't go on lying to each other, since you have sloughed away your old skin along with its evil practices for a fresh new you which is continually renewed in knowledge according to the image of the one who created you. In this recreation there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian and conqueror, or slave and free because the anointed is the whole and dwells in us all. Since you are all set apart by God, made holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with a holy way of life, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Put up with one another. Forgive. Pardon any offenses against one another as the Lord has pardoned you, because you should act in kind. But above all these, put on love. Love is the perfect tie to bind these together. Let your hearts fall under the rule of the anointed's peace, the peace you were called to as one body, and be thankful. Let the word of the Anointed One richly inhabit your lives. With all wisdom, teach, counsel, and instruct one another. Sing the Psalms, compose hymns, and songs inspired by the Spirit, and keep on singing. Sing to God from hearts full, and spilling over with thankfulness. Surely, no matter what you are doing, speaking, writing, or working, do it all in the name of Jesus our Master, sending thanks through Him to God our Father. Wives, be submitted to your husbands as it is appropriate in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and don't treat them harshly or respond with bitterness toward them. Children, 
Obey your parents in every way. The Lord is well pleased by it. Fathers, don't infuriate your children so their hearts won't harbor resentment and become discouraged. Slaves, obey your earthly masters in all things. Don't just act earnest in your service only when they are watching. Serve with a sincere heart, even when others aren't watching, fearing the Lord who is always watching. So no matter what your task is, work hard. Always do your best as the Lord's servant, not as man's, because you know your reward is the Lord's inheritance. You serve the Lord, the Anointed One, and to anyone who does wrong will be paid his due because he doesn't play favorites. And to your masters, treat your slaves fairly and do what is right, knowing that you, too, have a master in heaven. Pray and keep praying. Be alert and thankful when you pray. And while you are at it, add us to your prayers. Pray that God would open doors and windows and minds and eyes and hearts for the word so we can go on telling the mystery of the anointed for this is exactly why I am currently imprisoned. Pray that I will proclaim this message clearly and fearlessly as I should. Be wise when you engage with those outside the faith community. Make the most of every moment and every encounter. When you speak the word, speak it gracefully as if seasoned with salt, so you will know how to respond to everyone rightly. I am sending this letter by Tychicus and Onesimus, both dear brothers. Tychicus has been a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. He will update you on me and my situation here, and he will no doubt be an encouragement to you. Onesimus is one of you, and he too has been faithful. You will get the whole story from them. My cellmate, Aristarchus sends his love as does Mark, Barnabas's cousin. You've been sent instructions about him, so if he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, also called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only workers in God's kingdom here who are of the circumcision, and they are a great comfort to me. Epaphras, another one of your hometown fellows and a servant of Jesus the Anointed, sends his regards and wants you to know how passionately and sincerely he speaks to the Lord about you. He prays for your spiritual journey that you will continue to mature and stand tall in the kind of confidence that comes from knowing God's will. I can testify to his zeal for you and those in Laodicea and Herapolis. Luke, the beloved doctor, says hello and so does Demas. Send my well wishes to the brothers and sisters of Laodicea, especially Nympha and the church that meets in her house. After this letter has been read among you, see that it is also read to the church of Laodicea. Make sure you publicly share the letter I am sending to them. Tell Archippus, take care that you complete the service you received in the Lord. I, Paul, am signing this letter in my own hand. Remember that I am chained. Grace be with you all. And finally, Philemon chapter 1. Paul, prisoner of Jesus the Anointed One with our brother Timothy, to you, beloved Philemon, our fellow worker, and to Apia, our sister, to Archippus, our fellow soldier, and to the church that gathers in your house, may grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus the Anointed surround you. I am constantly thanking God for you in my prayers because I keep hearing about your love and faith toward our Lord Jesus and to all those set apart for His purposes. Here's what I've been praying on your behalf. Thank you, Father. For Philemon, I pray that as he goes and tells his story of faith, 
you would tell everyone so that they will know for certain all the good that comes to those who put their trust in the Anointed One. My brother, because you are out there encouraging and reviving the hearts of fellow saints with such love, this brings great joy and comfort to me. Although I am bold enough in the Anointed, our liberating King, to insist you do the right thing, instead I choose to appeal to you on account of love. I do this for my own sake. I, Paul, am an old man, and am held prisoner because of my service to Jesus the Anointed. I make this request on behalf of my child, Onesimus, whom I brought to faith during my time in prison. Before he was useless to you, but now he is useful to both you and me. Listen, I am sending my heart back to you as I send him to stand before you, although truly I wished to keep him at my side to take your place as my helper while I am bound for the good news, but I didn't want to make this decision without asking for your permission. This way... Any goodwill on your part wouldn't be seen as forced, but as your true and free desire. Maybe this is the reason why he was supposed to be away from you for this time, so that now you will have him back forever, no longer as a slave, but as more than a slave, as a dear brother. Yes, he is dear to me, but I suspect he will come to mean even more to you, both in the flesh as a servant and in the Lord as a brother. So if you look upon me as your partner in this mission, then I ask you to open your heart to him as you would welcome me. And if he has wronged you or owes you anything, charge it to me. Look, I'll put it here in my own handwriting. I, Paul, promise to repay you everything. Should I remind you that you owe me your life? Indeed, brother, I want you to do me this favor out of obedience to our Lord. It will refresh my heart in him. This letter comes written with the confidence that you will not only do what I ask, but will also go beyond all I have asked. One more thing, you should get a room ready for me as I hope to be released to you soon in answer to your prayers. Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Jesus, the Anointed One, greets you, as well as my fellow workers Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke. May the grace of the Lord Jesus, the Anointed, be with your spirit. Amen. We started the book of Colossians today, and we ended the book of Colossians today. And you may have noticed that some of the wording feels very similar to some of the other letters that we have read from Paul to some of the other churches. Maybe we can gather from these letters how sideways the message of the gospel that was new, like very much in its infancy state, got to be. And so the letters of correction that Paul is sending out is like, wait, hold up just a second. That is not what was taught. And the importance of correction that anything that is not the pure gospel could be labeled heresy. The problem that we may have today is that the actual gospel sometimes gets labeled heresy and a different variation is taught, sold, and retold. But this is not a new thing for us. This has always been, just as we're reading in the Bible, the translated manuscript of the beginning of Jesus and the church that Paul was establishing 
And so we hold on to that understanding today that while we may see or may not see this happening today, this has always been. This is why throughout the whole entire Bible, from the Old Testament to the New Testament, we see the phrase, give us eyes to see and ears to hear, because we can be looking right at something and totally miss it. We can hear the truth and retranslate it completely different. With that understanding, Jesus, thank you for being with us here today. Our prayer is simple. Again today, give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to receive all that you would do, say, and speak to us. Transform us from the inside out, I pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Daily Audio Bible, that's home base, guys. Check it out. Take a look around. There is a store there. If you have never uh, encountered the store, lots of resources designed to enhance your journey through the Bible. So you may want to check that out. If you'd like to partner with us, thank you so much for your partnership. We could not do this without you. If you're giving by mail, DAB PO Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee 37174. Or you can give by utilizing the app. Hit the give icon up at the top right hand corner of your mobile device. Lastly, look for the give icon at the website. If you need prayer, if you'd like to pray for someone that's previously called in, several different ways for you to do so. 800-583-2164. Or once again, utilizing that app, hit the red circle button up at the top right hand corner. Hit submit, turn the wheel to chronological, and it will get off to the right place. That's going to do it for me today. I'm Jill. We'll turn the page together tomorrow. Look forward to it. Until then, love one another. Hey everybody, this is Dawn from Ohio, and this morning um, I would just like to reach out to the DABC family and um, give you some names of people uh, that I believe the Lord wants us to pray for who have recently um, either accepted Jesus as their Savior or the seeds of His salvations have been planted. So I'm just going to give you these names, and whoever you feel you need to pray for, I just um, am so excited that I'm able to first of all, and humbled to be able to give these names out to this worldwide community, as Jill says, um, and um, allow the saints to pray for these people as they begin their journeys with Jesus. Uh, the names are Jessica, Dave, Destiny, Keith, Danielle, Rick, Jalen, Ariel, Amber, Megan, Amanda, Barb, Mike, Hayden, Anthony, William, Travis, Danny, Virginia, and Junior. And I just pray right now, Lord Jesus, for each individual mentioned that their faith in the seeds of your salvation would just um, be started as their journey with you begins. And we lift them up to you, Lord. And I also want to lift up an Andrea um, who I met at a Christmas event, who um, is got two children of her own, but she also takes care of four of her sister's children. Um, her sister committed suicide um, nine years ago, and she had a very heavy heart that day. So I pray for Andrea and ask that you pray for her too. I love you guys all so very much, and I'm so thankful for each of you.
Hi, DABC. It's Emmy from Illinois calling in with a praise report. Uh, my daughter had her follow-up appointment with the pediatric cardiologist, and he let us know that um, what she has is so minimal that under normal circumstances, there never would have been anything um, that would have triggered a health scare or anything for us to have needed to discover this, except for the fact that she has what's called a silent murmur, which is just an innocent noise her heart makes every once in a while and is very common, especially in young kids. Um, so all that combined, she's good to go. Her heart is functioning at completely normal capacity. Um, and we're just going to do a follow-up in two to three years just as a precaution, but he said he, if he were a betting man, he would he would bet that it'll be closed up um, because that's um, that's just what we because we already know it's there. It's better to just follow up, but most likely her heart will grow and close it, which is what this spot is designed to do: is to close as it grows, as opposed to getting bigger. Um, so we should be all set and we don't have to do anything else with her for two or three years. And even then, if it doesn't happen, it's not a big deal. Um, now, if you could just continue to pray for my marriage, just so we can figure things out. Um, I haven't brought anything up, so I don't know what to do. Um, if you could just continue to pray for guidance um, as to what I should do, I would appreciate it. Thank you. Good morning, this is Unashamed from Pennsylvania, calling in with a prayer request for my mother. She had a biopsy and the diagnosis at this point is angiosarcoma, which is a rare form of cancer, which tends to be pretty aggressive. Uh, they have sent the biopsy and tissue for further examination at the Mayo Clinic but that will take a few weeks to, to hear. So uh, just prayers for, for peace moving forward and for healing uh, whatever, uh, whatever she is facing. Uh, again, this is unashamed from, from Pennsylvania, just asking for, for healing for my mother's breast cancer. Uh, thanks so much and Merry Christmas to you all.